0: Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace,
1: and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Last episode of the first season of Magic, have we learnt anything about magic, would you say? Or is it like more the fundamentals and one day we'll have a big reveal?
0: Yes, that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What did we say? There'd be a couple of seasons about the all the pieces and how they fit together the, to form the foundation of magic, and then once we have all of those pieces, we could see not only how they fit together but how they make up the larger fabric or understanding around magic. And then we go from there. So this episode about so
1: what's the, the point future. of this episode? Because this episode is all about the future generations. Yes. Why is this important? Because there'll
0: be. This is important for magic because these will be the first generation of magical beings to enter our earth plane. And they're born from what weight to what weight? What age to what age?
1: um, What year to what year?
0: (laughs) (laughs) There aren't any souls yet who bear this makeup. They will begin to be born in 2026.
1: After this whole bullshit has finished.
0: Yes. yes. If this
1: bullshit gets finished. Yes, exactly. If we make the right choice. Exactly.
0: Exactly. If okay. we make a choice towards okay. freedom.
1: <laughs> All right. So second question, but can we, as souls who already live on this planet, can we wire ourselves to be like them?
0: No, it wouldn't be possible because but, we'll we'll have no too much separation.
1: But we could still use magic.
0: Absolutely. Just less Absolutely. than them? Exactly. Well, it's not so much degree of magic that we're able to use or exercise or apply. It's more that... These beings will only be wired, not just for a 5D existence, but for a life solely devoted to 5D creation. So So it's not just like
1: 5D and they're super happy all the time.
0: I don't know how happy they're going to be. I think they're going to be super determined. Okay. I think they're just going to be like, I'm here for one thing and one thing only. And that's 5D. Okay. And wherever I don't see it or wherever it is not within my bubble or within my own purview or reality, I will somehow make it 5D.
1: And how do we do that?
0: How do they do that? Yeah.
1: And by... I'm
0: not quite sure how they're going to do it yet.
1: And how do we do it in our world?
0: Well, we do it by changing our lives, as we know, through burning out our karma, killing our. Egos and killing our fears as well. That's how we do it by coming into five D. We do it by coming into higher consciousness. Okay. Well, first consciousness and then higher consciousness, they will be born with full body and higher consciousness. One more thing though, but this means they can only be born to specific people. They cannot be born to anyone who is not of higher consciousness, which is why they will only begin to be born in 2026 and they will trickle in
1: why is it that they need to be born then to at least one parent of higher consciousness so they
0: can be fully supported and understood because they're not here to carry any of their parents karma
1: because at the moment children who are born can carry parents karma
0: these days it's very unlikely um up until about 2007 children who were born could and often opted to at least carry some of their parents karmic burden children born After 2007, less and less likely. I mean, we'll never say never. It was just a lot more difficult because they were too high vibrational. So they would rather die than actually carry karma. Okay, but
1: interesting, strong. But you being born to parents who have unresolved shit, as 99% of people in this world do right now, the children will naturally know. 98%, right. 98, okay. (laughs) Like the children will naturally... Have to carry some shit, whether or not it's karma, because they're growing up in a household that's not in separation. Well. Growing up in a world that's in separation.
0: Yeah, but as long as the parents are not in separation, the children can actually maintain wholeness even in a world of separation.
1: Okay, but most parents are in separation.
0: Yeah, to some degree, a lot of them are.
1: So but most children are event effectively learning separation from their
0: parents, Yes. Right? So I'm assuming then the birth rate will be low for a while. <laughs> if souls continue to be born into a world of separation, right? An extreme separation, which is what we're experiencing. They're only here. They're just going to end up perpetuating it or mm. carrying it. And that's not an improvement. Yeah. And we need improvement. So we need to raise our consciousness in order to actually help usher in the... But I feel like everyone world.
1: and their mother around me are having children right now.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it still isn't a lot. Okay. If you children who are born to carry our shit, means that we have to carry it, right? Which is why we're constantly, fl- you know, we're having to confront it all the time now, and it's everywhere.
1: Well, it makes sense, because actually when you have kids, like, so for example, when I was a child, right, <laughs> my parents' shit was effectively all the ways in which they believed in separation, right? Mm -hmm. You have to get the right job. You have to look the right way. You have to behave in the right manner. This is what family means. This is what business means. These are all the things that we're holding. You could lose everything in a moment. Mm -hmm. Literally, it's something that they hold still to this day. Yeah. And so I just ended up adopting all of those beliefs Yeah. to then break all of those beliefs, to then show them a different way, Mm -hmm. right? That's effectively how I carried their karma. Yeah. And... Changed it. So, but when the children aren't doing that, so they're not the ones breaking those preconceptions and showing a different way. Yeah. Then you're having to say, well, why is my life so shit? Yeah. What are the beliefs I'm holding onto and how do I change it? Mm-hmm. And what will end up happening, I'm guessing, is that instead of the child carrying the karma, they just reflect it back to you instead. Which is
0: exactly, which is really what's happening more and more.
1: So actually is like all the issues that you are holding inside. So for example, if you don't necessarily want to be a stay at home mom. Mm But you've been given, you know, but that's what you think you need to do. Mm -hmm. And then you have a child and you're having to face your preconceptions on what it means to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to deal with them yourself because all Mm -hmm. the child is going to do is reflect that back to you. They're not going to take it on when they become a mother and then show you a different way. We've run out of time for that. Funny enough, that's kind of what happened when I became a mom. Interesting. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah, I see it with a lot of my friends as well.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I just I couldn't make my peace with it because it's not really what fit within my expectations, and yet yeah. that was also part of my carrying my, my mom's issues.
1: Yeah. yeah. So once a child does it for the parent, it's gone, or it's just lightened enough so that the child, the parent can. No, work it's for
0: usually gone, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why it's like you know we always look to the future generations. We think, oh, the world will be so much better by having children. Yeah, because they're the ones who end up carrying our burdens, and we get just to kick the can down the road. But they are different now because they really are forcing us to really face our issues mm. as opposed to the way we did it, which mm. was, don't worry, mom and dad, I'll carry your issue. This is what it means to be family. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'd spend a good portion of our early adult lives actually dealing with their shit, which is our shit too, because mm. of course their shit just mirrors our shit too, right? I mean, mm. that's how it's not always just their mm. shit. It's just our mm. shit compounded.
1: Fine. Fine. Okay, that's really interesting. And I mean, so that, how many
0: times that I have to say shit in that one statement. I don't Sorry. know. I,
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I zoned at one point.
0: <laughs> I could tell, um, <laughs> but not... you were nodding the whole time. So I'm like, I think it's 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 in there somewhere. She's hearing me.
1: Okay, but that does make sense. But then, so what's happening is without having had that, like when you're like not carrying it for someone else,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you're having to deal with it yourself. That's why everything's happening the way that it is. Yeah. Because actually, and you can see that exactly, in my opinion. We sacrifice the young in favor of the old. Yes. And we constantly push, you know, we've created these conflicts between the younger generations and the older ones. There's always the jokes about the baby boomers versus the millennials and, you know, the, the millennials
0: jokes. versus Gen Zers. Exactly. Like yeah, we're yeah. always
1: joking about these these things because it's almost like there's this like underneath like this bit of resentment, you're meant to be taking care of me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, even though it's it's weird, but, you know, I remember being in therapy once or something and all, I don't know how to say this, but. And talking about, you know, relationships with parents and always trying to please, we're always trying to please our parents. Yeah. Right? Exactly. But actually what we always forget is that our parents chose to have us. We're their responsibility, not the other way around. Mm. And I remember when I've kind of, when I realized that myself and I was like, wait a second, who's doing a disservice to who here?
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: child that's been abandoned by the parent mm. or the parent, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or the child for not being good enough for the parent, or whatever it is. And I just realized actually, we've, we're so wired to take on not only our parents' shit, our family's shit, our generational shit, but also then other people's shit.
0: Mm-hmm. We're
1: so wired for it. Yeah.
0: There we
1: are. That actually, it's e- almost easier than having to deal with our own. And we get resentful when people aren't coming to save us, to mm-hmm. fix us, to sort us out, when all they're doing is reflecting our shit back to us over and over again. Mm-hmm. And we, we try and do anything we can, personal experience included, we try and do everything we can to diminish their light so that we can feel better about our la- the lack of ours. And that's not okay. No, it's not. You know, and I mean, we joke about it a lot, how you trigger everyone <laughs> on the regular. And I definitely feel it sometimes too. And I see it a lot. Like, you know, we've grown up in a world where You know, we don't, maybe in America it's different, I think it is. Um, Well, definitely in the UK, where you can't be proud of your achievements. You can't be proud of who you are. You can't be, you can't really shine anything. Because then either you think someone will hurt you, someone will come at you, or you'll lose it and you'll be embarrassed about it. So Mm -hmm. there's the shame and the fall and all the rest of it. So all we're effectively doing is repeating that spiritual story over and over again. That you know, the harder we rise, the quicker we fall. Is effectively the fall. Mm -hmm. We cannot be divine, Oh, this is maybe the point in a way of some mm. part of this episode. We cannot be and own our divinity because if we do, we will be killed for it. Yeah. Oh, we are it's... stepping outside of our role mm-hmm. as the holder of someone else's shit. Yeah. Being shitless and actually enjoying it and living a good <laughs> life may be inspirational to some. Yeah. But to others, it's going to really fuck them off.
0: Oh, yeah. Especially
1: I mean... when they're used to you being the one who made them feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying go all angry and be like, fuck everyone. And like, I'm not talking, I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that actually have compassion. Because if someone has always relied on you and your lack of boundaries in order to feel better for themselves, Mm -hmm. the minute you start putting those boundaries up, you are changing their coping mechanisms just as much as you're making yourself happier, which is a twofold stab at the heart.
0: (laughs) And it's difficult to have that perspective when it's children. Because we don't perceive children as powerful beings, yeah, right? They are equal parts powerful yet vulnerable because there are people who do want to prey on them. And so there is the responsibility of the parent to ultimately protect them, but to also give them enough freedom and the wide birth that they need to be able to experience their own growth and evolution, which is meant to start younger and younger because they're not, again, here to carry our burdens. Yeah.
1: But also... And I think this is something, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. and maybe this is why you're saying that it needs to be someone in higher consciousness, or at least someone in consciousness, etc., is that we are not also here to sacrifice for our children. Mm
0: -hmm. We are meant
1: to be inspiring them and showing them what it means to be divine ourselves, to be happy ourselves. How are they going to learn?
0: Well, they already know. Okay. They already know. They just need to be supported in that yeah. as opposed to having to push against something, yeah. right? Which is why the younger generation. They don't have that
1: warrior instinct that we have.
0: No, I mean, they're not going to have that. They're really here. They're going to seem quite innocent, but really, really powerful in their own right. But not in the way in which we're used to, which you said is sort of the warrior, I'm going to push against everything
1: in order to prove
0: you wrong and in order to prove myself right and fuck you all. They needed that, right? They needed that that lack of compassion, actually, in order to develop that resilience. Now, this future generation, they're not going to quite have resilience built in because they're going to be so... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound a little woo-woo for just a sec. Their spiritual DNA is going to be so threaded with the divine that there isn't going to be any room, weirdly enough, even though we said resilience was a fundamental part of the 5D foundation. They won't have it. And it's because it, does, it won't serve them to have it. They're pretty much just going to be in their own 5D world. They won't ever have to bridge 3D to 5D. Now, the other point that has to be made in an episode like this, where we're talking about future children and the types of children and, you know, however you wish to describe them, you know, you can never go, like, you can never have an energetic break, like a solid break where it's one group of, you know, I don't know, psychic kids or whatever, the indigos. And then as Don't a, your eyes at me. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes at the at the label, I shouldn't, but whatever.
1: <laughs> no, I was joking. Really,
0: that you can never have um a, a an abrupt energetic break. So it's not as if oh, all indigo stopped coming in as of 1993, and that was it. Mm. No, you are going to always have a bridge. So it's it would be like indigo and and so you had the rainbows for a long time, and then eventually you would have pure crystal children coming in. And I'm only using these labels because they already exist, and so eventually the rainbows get phased out as the crystals start mixing with whatever high vibe, et cetera, and so on, until you know there isn't enough of a a vibration to accommodate, and then the other ones just. So no indigo would
1: be born like tomorrow. Correct. But they could be born to indigo parents, therefore have a bit of like indigo inspiration.
0: Um. So any children born to somebody who has that indigo vibration will probably have some indigo to them, but not always.
1: But that's the thing, though, because what we've got in this world at the moment and what we keep trying to do is trying to put everyone into a box. Yeah. Right? So you must look this way, live this way, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. How are we really meant to follow our own fate and create our own lives if we're constantly trying to fit into someone else's version of what they should look like? Mm -hmm. And for some people, like maybe more of an indigo person, which I know we spoke about in season three, where they're here to kind of break the rules, that feels good. Mm -hmm. But for most, it doesn't feel good to step outside of the box.
0: No, especially if you you don't have the family support for it.
1: No. And the thing is, is that how are you going to be able to connect to your purpose if you're not even being able to connect to who you are? Mm -hmm. But like the thing is, is that normally when a society evolves as a society, we evolve from the younger generations, not the older ones. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm not even saying this is not a dramatic thing at all, but, you know, the younger generations will figure out new ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. That, you know, just all you have to do is look at a grandparent using an iPad and you'll realize, actually, the younger generations are the one that creates and they teach the older ones, right? It's like... So, But the more we keep trying to like stifle these younger generations mm-hmm. and tell them, no, it's always got to be this way, it's got to be done this way, you can't say this,
0: you can't look like this, you can't be like this. If you cannot allow the younger generation to step in mm-hmm. and hold the mantle mm-hmm. and be as creative as possible mm-hmm. and, as a consequence, be as free as possible mm-hmm. in order to create, the older mm-hmm. generations will mm-hmm. suffer, which is what we're seeing. Yeah. We're seeing everyone flail, really. Yeah. And if you really look at the, direct- the trajectory, and I don't mean to sound super negative like there's so many (laughs)
1: no no don't worry about that Liz
0: (laughs) oh fuck off (laughs) be nice (laughs) no I mean I don't want to sound super Debbie Downer as you like to call me because you know statistically there has been good growth there has been a lot of growth
1: in the past years yeah and so we
0: do see that there are great possibilities there's a lot being done so I'm not I don't mean to say that nothing is possible Mm. or nothing is being done but so much more could be done if we allow these children to really unleash their potential. Yeah. And that's what we're missing out on is imagine if they had. If they're unleashing their potential, they're not
1: carrying our karma. Yeah. And so it becomes a personal issue for us.
0: It does. It really you does. Know? I mean, that Are they the going issue. to keep
1: throwing my shit back in my face instead of dealing with it themselves? Okay. And whether or not you believe in spirituality, I'm sure everyone listening to this can nod along and just say, yeah, you know what? I can see that. Mm-hmm. You know? And the thing is, is that we end up... Um, and I hate to say this, but we end up really hurting the people who've come here to change our world. Mm-hmm. We end up doing the opposite of what we probably really want to do.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I don't know how you think. And we so end up hurting
0: that. ourselves in the process because then we can't progress. and We can't heal. The
1: thing is, it's like any relationship. And this is what I'm finding really fascinating at the moment about my obsession of relationships and okay. how it's working out. Right. Okay. If you think of two people, right, just an average whatever relationship two random people two random people okay but the two people are effectively mirroring each other or showing each other a different way of being mm-hmm. so they both can evolve yeah take it collectively it's just two mm-hmm. groups of generations doing the same thing exactly so there are things we will learn from the older generations of mm-hmm. course not necessarily how to be in separation but like how to eat you know, like <laughs> wisdom. There's a lot of wisdom within the older generations So as well. much wisdom. You know, so much wisdom. And yes. And I'm, then but at I'm the same sad time... it's
0: being lost. But yeah. Yes.
1: And then at the same time, we also can get new innovations. So both are kind of growing from each other. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, at the moment, the way we've pitted the generations against each other on both sides, we're losing the wisdom from the older generations and we're losing the innovation from the younger ones. Mm-hmm. And actually, we're not operating harmoniously at all. Not at all. If anything, we're actually just... Decaying both sides.
0: Yeah, and the and the interesting thing is what you're describing is also sandwiching the millennials and oh, suffocating them as well. And that we, you know, and that's why they are really one of the most stagnant generations we've ever seen, and one of the unhappiest we've ever seen because they're quite lost. There's there's been no roadmap. Everybody in body needs an outlet, so a, a purpose in which they can pour all their creativity and their divinity. You know, it's been sort of something that. People, you know, we've expected, and by we, we don't mean guidance. We just mean in, just generally, people stumble into, right? I'll find my purpose when I get older. I'll end up doing this when I get older. Everything is kind of pushed off. But with these younger generations, they're stepping into their purpose pretty much in their teens, latest. They're going to have some clarity around it.
1: Is that why ages ago you said they also will make for life a lot younger? Yeah. Because it's just they don't need all the drama.
0: Exactly. And they
1: don't need to learn through that karma through relationships. Precisely. Okay.
0: Precisely. Now, it's not to say... Hashtag (laughs) jealous. But it's not to say they'll necessarily all mate. It may not serve their purpose to have to deal with relationships, because relationships do carry with them their own responsibility. So Mm. that's not going to be the golden rule, necessarily. So you don't have to be so hashtag jealous. Okay, fine. But because they're expected now. And by expectation, we don't mean concrete. It's just more of the, because they have the capacity and the capability to discover and step into their purpose from a younger age. What they really need is the freedom to do so and to be divinely supported. Hence the need to have conscious parents. Now I don't just mean these magical beings. I also just mean the children today, the children being born. It really is about parents being very ready for that kind of level of parenting because it's complete partnership which is not something that's ever really been modeled for most Mm. of us. But again, and I'm just going to say this, I feel like it's important to add that
1: when you talk about complete partnership, that's not one way. A true partnership, and we've been talking about divine union and all these different things, Mm -hmm. a true partnership in any capacity is one where both people's needs and desires are on it, not just one side. Mm -hmm. And even though parenting is, as we said in the beginning, it's a responsibility, but it's also you're doing a disservice to everyone, including your child, if you're so busy sacrificing for your, for them that you lose yourself. Mm-hmm. Fair?
0: It's fair. I mean, it will feel like an imbalance no matter what. You know, and that's why we say it's not about helicopter parenting. Huh? You actually got it there. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, it's not about lawnmower parenting. It's not about any of that. It is really about being so in tune with who you are and what your needs are and where you're at that you're capable of understanding where your children are at as mm. a result. And that's how the partnership actually works.
1: But of course we can't have given any younger generations very much of this because we haven't been able to give it to ourselves. So it's been oh, impossible, yeah. right? Right.
0: Which is why these magical beings we're talking about, these like these types of souls who have yet to come in, can't come in yet. Mm. Right. There isn't just there aren't enough conscious mm. people to mm. be able to support any of that. How mm.
1: fun would it be to teach? You know, how when we talk about witches and stuff and how, you know, generation after generation, things get passed down. Oh, this mm. is actually starting to feel a bit like an end of season episode. Finally, yeah. how things things get passed down. Yeah. Through it, each generation right like mm-hmm. it might be a little phrase like for you know it could be like just everything's meant to be or something to do with you know jewelry and crystals it could be something to do with beauty and hair whatever it is that get kind of gets passed down that actually within it is weaved these kind of familial spells and yeah. how you're teaching the next generation
0: So you don't even ha- sorry to interrupt you but i do think it's important to say that you know these younger generations won't need any of that well no
1: what my thing is is that you um. were saying and like, like a couple of episodes, anyone can be a witch now. Yeah. So all we have to do in order to be a witch is to empower ourselves. So all we have to do is ensure that our children remain empowered. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that's all you pass down from generation to generation. And they can show us what true power is because they've never had to contend with separation. So it's quite cool.
0: Not so challenging when you've done the work for yourself. And when you create a home life that reflects that work, it is very easy to partner with these children. Very easy. Because if you allow them to... If you just watch them, you allow them to guide you and show you who they really are, you can adapt to that and find, you know, sort of community or whatever support you need for whatever it is that they need. And that's cool. It's really just the challenges when we're constantly trying to push them either to conform or to fit in at school.
1: So, effectively, what you're saying is that in order to really help these younger generations, we have to be empowered. Yeah. And in all these episodes, we've been talking about how a lot of the spiritual shit that's out there right now is the opposite of that.
0: Oh, yeah. Or they'll look to, you know, they'll preach about these younger generations and they'll say, well, don't worry, the world will be better when they come. Right. Mm. I mean, that was I and mean, that was always the thing. The indigos are here to, you know, to tear down walls. And I
1: know- mean, we did do that.
0: Yeah, to a degree, as much as they were able. But there's you know, there's what people foresee and foretell versus the reality. They don't often line up. And that's
1: just You just just need to look at twenty twenty to see that. Age of Aquarius is coming, spiritual people throwing a fucking party, you know, Oh my god, harmony is about to come and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh wait, no, this is all the shit that's standing in the way of us and harmony that's coming. Crap. <laughs> it's literally for me the perfect example of this. Yes, you were right. Harmony is on its way. But first, let's just look at all the ways you're not in harmony. Fair, and you know like i mean i really like i mean i just find it's like it's like a parody i can see you know like people like on the 2019 to 2020 threshold like you know waving their bells and their sage being like finally it's coming and then all of a sudden they're like hit in the face with like a sneeze and it's Uh like all over exactly (laughs) you know and all they can do all they know is war all they know is conflict all they know is to break down war so now they're just trying to again externalize it instead of saying where is wait a second where am I actually not in harmony? Where am I actually not divine? Because if we're teaching and if and I believe it that truly being divine is knowing everything you do is blessed. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say this in any other way. Like, you know, every way you I use act, the word
0: blessed I know. unironically. <laughs> I know,
1: but like everything you do, you do by doing whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, it is divinely perfect. Mm-hmm. Who you are in every moment is divinely perfect. Yeah. How the fuck can you understand that in, in not a powerless way? right? But in a powerful one, mm-hmm. until you truly are able to connect to yourself mm-hmm. and deal with all the ways in which you have allowed that not to be the case. Mm-hmm. You can't. Yeah. So why are we expecting that you know, just because you are aware that something bigger out there, the more you look at it to try and come save you, mm-hmm. the less anyone's going to get saved. And the more we're going to fuck up the younger generations by giving them the same crap. Because again, all we're doing is, oh, well, it wasn't the man from the sky who came to save us. So maybe it's the one that came out of my vagina.
0: So these souls are the closest, they're the closest to the divine in body that we'll have ever experienced. And but they're just, they're not meant to be cherished. They're not meant to be seen as our saviors. They're just meant to be signals that we are somehow moving in the right direction.
1: And also we need someone to build this.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I know if I was going to try and build it, no matter how much I'm in oneness, there will, I will always be slightly informed by separation mm-hmm. so i can't have a, we can't have a purely oneness structure built by yeah. someone who's still in separation all we can do is continue to keep breaking it down which is what we were here to do and allow the next generation to come in and build it back up with that divine imprint or whatever